Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. This is me, Todd Novak. We are thrilled that you are hanging out with us on the Guitar Knobs podcast. Uh, Tony. Yes? What do we do on the Guitar Knobs podcast? We like to talk about gear. Yes, sir. And the people who make said gear. Mm -hmm. The boutique builder, if you will. I will. Guitars, amps, pedals. Other kinds of gear. Accessories. Yes. Tuners. Sometimes we have um, somebody awesome out in the field, you know, like work in the guitar world in some way, shape, or form. Oh, and we like, also do like our reviewers. Reviewers or guitar techs or, yes. you know, occasionally we get a rock superstar on. Ooh. Yeah, we need, we, need, we need to get a couple more of those. Yeah. Anyways, we have somebody that fits one of those things, at least. Who are you guys? This is Matt. And uh, this is Carl. And we're Electro Foods. Unlimited. E- Electro Foods <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> Pedals. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, dudes, we are really excited that you are on our show with us today. Um, we've been hanging out with the pedals that you sent over for us to play with. Um, oh, excellent. Cool, yeah. cool. We'll, we'll get into all that good stuff in a little bit. Um, we've got a couple pieces of announcement type things. We want to give a giant shout out to Rode, Rode! for hooking us up with our Electronic audio gear, making us sound like amazingness makes us every week. Makes us sound better than we really are. Yes. We are using the Rodecaster Pro, our beautiful machine. The brains of the, the operation. brains of the operation, yes. And uh, that has been working out really well. If you're thinking about starting a podcast or if you want to record at home, this is a great option to do that as well. It has sound effects that Todd won't let me touch the buttons. That's correct. Uh, we also are using the Procaster mics. For like the, I think we're on year two with these. I love them. Yeah, they're fantastic. And they have articulating arms. They do, just like us. Yeah. Amazing. I also want to call attention to, uh, hopefully all of you who are listening are familiar with our Instagram. That is at Guitar Knobs. Now, we need some more subscribers on there. I'm just saying. Like, Hmm. we put out an awful lot of content. And I don't know if people are just going, hey, that's cool. I really like that. Comment, comment, comment. Don't follow. No. I want your follows, people. We want to put out content so we get some follows. That's that's how this works. So we would just really appreciate it. And if you're on the Instagram, if you look up above in the little circles up there, you're going to see something that says offers. Now, currently, we have 20% off Jam Pedals, who hopefully you just uh, heard that uh, interview recently. 20% off those pedals. I heard it today. Uh-huh. I've heard it several times already. <laughs> um, we've got 15% off Gun Street Wiring Shop all the way through 2019, people. All the way? So if you need your wiring done on your guitar, hit them up. You get 15% off with the code, and that's in, that's in that offers button. And that's that customized pots and caps and everything. wires and everything. You yeah. just drop it into your guitar. That's awesome. I did that with mine. I know Fantastic. you did. And we also still have 10% off Mutron pedals. Mew. Yeah. So go over there and check those out and you'll see all the other good stuff that we do. And it's a lot of fun. And and communicate with us. Send us a DM. That's only is that on Instagram, you say? That's on Instagram. We don't have that on the Facebook too? Well, it ends up on Facebook. But Facebook is a little bit more, you know, our Facebook group is more for like everybody talking together. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we need to find out what's going on this week in our guitar world news. 
things that we're doing. What's going on in this week? Tony. This week, this past weekend. Yes. Um, I was, uh, I was downtown here in Columbus and I am not a big sticks fan, but it was sticks was one of those bands when I was in my formative years that you couldn't flip a radio on without hearing a stick song. Right. So controversy <clears throat> around them. Is there? Yeah. Oh. With the whole Dennis DeYoung thing and Tommy and everybody and revolting and oh. his voice going south and well, making up all these what. crazy so, opera songs and stuff. Well, what's wrong with that? What do you got? Why do you hate opera so much? Oh. That's just me. anyhow. So I, there I was outside at a friend's uh, pool who is adjacent to the green where they have these picnic at the pops with the Columbus Symphony. Oh boy! And well, it was great because yeah. it was free. Sure, and I could drink. Good. Um, and uh, I, I pop soda pop. I was drinking soda pop, uh-huh. sort of. Um, and um, Dennis DeYoung was the guest with uh and they performed the music of sticks mm-hmm. now a couple of things about dd young that uh i didn't know is he wrote more stick songs than any other sticks member mm-hmm. so he's entitled to perform the song absolutely it's the music of sticks he's not saying hey i'm sticks yeah but he had he had a full band ba- with sure. him too and a really smoking good i mean he all these guys were hired guns you know he yeah. introduced them at the end but they were just smoking good guitar player, uh, bass player, keyboard player. And then that sounded so cool with the symphony. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy is 72 years old. And his voice. Oh, he's got an amazing voice. He sounds great. Yeah. For a 72-year-old man up there, I, I, I have to say I was impressed. Good. So that was, that was, that was my, I won't call it a super highlight, but it was a highlight of my, my musical week. Oh, awesome. Uh, let's go with, uh, Carl. Uh, well, Saturday night, uh, me and Matt's band played a show. Uh, Matt broke some strings and he brought over. <laughs> in the first song. In the first song. <laughs> Dude, brought I over, broke two uh, strings in the first song. Excellent. Wow. That left you with four. Yeah, yeah. So we actually, uh, both have T60s and mine was. Oh, at- are you serious? Yeah, PD oh, yeah. T60s? Those are great. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was one of the first conversations we ever had when we met each other. It was the first conversation we had. Yeah. Was uh, there the was a point in time when I had eight PVT-60s in my collection. <laughs> oh, wow. That is insane. I, that, that was, I'm, one of them, I'm very jealous. two of them. <laughs> it's, but but they were, I mean, at the time, of course, you could buy them for under $100. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand why. Well, I mean, you need a back brace, but aside from that... Yeah. They're they're yeah. they're an interesting uh, interesting breed of guitar. Oh, they're they're, the they're a fantastic they're guitar. Yeah, the old PV yeah. stuff is. Wow, is that great. is super cool. Okay, so yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That later. Oh no, that's okay. Yeah. no, that's we can we can go on a because I was about to go off on a whole rant. Talk like, about that. I yeah. got to talk to Chip Todd. <laughs> I was, yeah. For, yeah, we like, both have Chip Todd stories. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> oh, we have to hear the Chip Todd stories. I oh love yeah, that. yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so he brought me that guitar, so I'm going to try and put pickups in it after we're done building yeah, stuff it, for a show. My guitar is like, for that band has custom wiring and stuff, so we're trying to mod the second T60 into that band's spec so that we have a backup. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That sounds Are like they fun. both uh, natural? No, mine is. No, his is. He has. My, mine's like a seventy-nine. I mean, the dating is a little wonky because of the way they did serial numbers. But mine's a seventy-nine. It's like the the early toaster pickups, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Carl's is in 80, so cool. 82, I believe. Yeah. 82, according to serial number. Yeah. You know. So it's again, got the rail pickups, wonky. but I think with, you know, with the same wiring, it'll be close enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, right uh, on. That is so cool. Yeah. So I, love that. Uh, I won't get to that this week, but it was brought to me <laughs> this week. And I might take the strings off and put the pickups in the guitar and then think about wiring them after we build a bunch of pedals. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, Carl, why aren't you going to get to that this week? Yeah. Because <laughs> in two weeks, we're, we're having a, a show here, a Billy Pedal pop-up. Uh, it's going to be the third one we've done. Yeah, right? that's right. Uh, yeah, so it's a bunch of Philly and well, and, to and elsewhere, because we're getting like Demi-Dash and stuff. Yeah, uh, and um, um, uh, Night Owl is coming down. Yeah, Night Owl. So Demi-Dash uh, and Night Owl are going to be there too, but otherwise it's like Fuzzerocious, Champion Lucky, obviously. Yep. Uh, and Mountain King. Mountain King, uh, Small Sound, Big Sound. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, now, now my... That. Now I'm looking at no, it. Blanking. Yeah, let's look all at the, the pedal guys from up there. Yeah, right. Because there's a lot of them in Philly. Turns out. Yeah, yeah. we just yeah, all flower pedals too. Mm. They're they're up oh there, yeah. They're, uh, they're I just realized that you two guys sound like me and Tony on helium. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, maybe huh. if we can we play it back at slow speed like that, the oh, one guy did. That was funny. They, yeah. They'll sound which just one? exactly like us. Yeah. <laughs> which one of us is which, though? <laughs> we'll never tell. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, how about uh, how about Matt? What's going on in your world, bud? I mean, mostly the same things. <laughs> we do all of those things together, so yeah. pretty much the same things. You guys are Siamese twins, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, that's back to how we met. It was pretty much like you know, P sixty. It was you yeah. Know. It was it, like I walked up to Carl and. Well, we'll get to the story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's save, a it, story. save it. Yeah, for I'll, the I'll day. save it. All right. Right on. Nice. Todd, well, how about you? What's going on in well, your music? I, I have my folks visiting this week. Ah. And um, I did post a funny picture of um, my dad. He, he, uh, he, we've got the Alexa sort of thing in the house. And he's like, where's that, where's that tube thing that plays the music? <laughs> I want to, I want to sit and listen to Chet Atkins. Ooh. And I was like, Hey, I can support that. Yeah. So I went and got it, but I decided to have a little bit of fun with him. Um, and he's pretty old. Uh, so I whispered into Alexa. I said, Alexa, play War Ensemble by Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it down and I started, I started filming him. And, and, I, and so I, uh, <laughs> I put that up on my personal Instagram story and drew two little horns on his head. And it was just, <laughs> it was just really fun. That's not, that's, that wasn't my music week, though. Oh, okay. Uh, but my parents are in town. Now I just... Threw that in for color. Welcome, Novaks. Yes. Uh, so my <laughs> typical guitar playing week has been altered a little bit. So I uh, I toned it down a little bit and just kind of, um, you know, got just got familiar with like some different sounds and some different tones and stuff. Started and playing Chet Atkins tunes for your dad? I wish. <laughs> um, I wish I could do that. Um, no, but what I was doing was um, playing with the the Delay Llama that, ah. uh, that we got from, uh, from Jam Pedals that we just actually mentioned again um and i i set my i've got a super black magic and i set the the trim to just noticeable mm. and nice and like really smooth um warble 
you know? And it, so it almost turned it into like this, almost like a coarse vibe thing. Nice. It was, it was cool. And uh, so I just kind of played quiet got the Sheraton out and just kind of Sheraton mm. my Sheraton too with uh, Jared's pickups in it. And it sounded great. Nice. It was kind of cool. Different. Different from what I typically do. Did you try, you know, he had mentioned about the the one setting on the... Um, uh, on the wet. The, on the water. Was it waterfall? Waterfall. No. Yeah. Waterfall. Turning everything all the way down so yes. it's just barely there. I have not tried that yet. But I think I'm you gonna. should try that. I will try that. Put that on your things to do list. I will. Um, let's see here. Also, hmm, huh. that's it. <laughs> Great show, guys. Talk yes. to you later. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having us. Nice. Appreciate it. Yes. Uh, let's see here. We're going to do this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Carl and Matt from Electro Foods Unlimited Pedals. Yeah. Yes. Let's hear your four on the floor. Okay. So, um,. First off is going to be uh, my Analog Man modded Maxon 808 um, because that pedal has been on my board and pretty much every board or some sort of tube screamer uh, for a long time. This one I actually got from uh, Nick Perry who used to play in Shinedown and Silvertide and some other bands. Uh, I was working at... And he came in to trade a bunch of gear. And I called my manager and said, hey, he's got this pedal. Like, it's the Analog Man modded one. And he's like, well, how do you know it is? I'm like, well, it's got the stamps on it. It's got a sticker. Like, yeah, it has a sticker and everything. And he's like, well, I mean, are you going to open it up and know if he's modded it or not? And I'm like, well, I don't know what the mods are, so I don't know where to look for the, the solder joints. I'm not going to spend that much time on it. But, like, probably is. And he's like, well, I can't go off probably. So, you know, give him whatever you'd give him for a TS9 because it was in a, a, a tube stream. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, well, self, this is a perfect opportunity <laughs> to do one of those what we used to call parking lot deals. Where ah. it's like, I give you more than the cost, like than, than the company is like, and they didn't, you know, really care because all he wanted was money to buy more stuff. So it still ultimately ends up serving, you know, he still bought stuff. And it wasn't like I was taking money away from, you know, you still work there, dude. I do not still work there. But yeah, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If I did, I wouldn't be telling all of that story. <laughs> but uh, that was a cool come up. I, I paid not nearly enough money for it. That's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty sweet pedal. Nice. So what what do the mods do? I mean, how is it different from a standard? I, th um, I, I think it makes it a little bit sweeter. I think it's it's slightly less gritty on the gain. Huh. It's still got the same amount of gain, but it's a little of that. I thought, and I didn't know until I actually opened it up um, that it actually was a, a Maxon one, not a uh, Ibanez. Hmm. One. Yeah, because so, it's like in the wrong enclosure. It's in it's it in the wrong. Yeah, it's in. Yeah. An oh, it's Ibanez an Ibanez enclosure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's in a TS nine enclosure. Wow. Uh, but okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually had it on my board for a while. And, well, of course you did. And, <laughs> yeah, we share a lot. And but like I, I am, to put it mildly, not a tube screamer fan. That's nice. Hey, me we too, we me can either. respect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, but I. And I like, I can, 
I can respect this version of the pedal because it did stay on my board for a while. Like it did a thing that I took me a while to figure out how to do with a different pedal. Interesting. It also, even when it was off, clipped like crazy because my T60 has that hot of pickups and they're wired in series. Yeah. Um, or so parallel, I, your choice. Yeah, so I, <laughs> yes, actually, he does have that switch. I do yeah. have that switch. Yeah. It's not a face switch. It's, it's not a, a yeah, it's no longer a face switch. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so like I, I finally had to take it off the board mostly, well, for two reasons. One, because my T60 was louder than the pedal with the volume maxed. <laughs> clean. Um, and also because it was clipping the buffer when it was off, supposed mm. to be off. Uh, so, gotcha. Yeah. But it, well, it, was, right. it was very nice sounding when it wasn't doing that. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's a cool story. What's number two? Yeah, so uh, the EAE uh, Hailbird, which, which uh, is not even released yet. It's not released yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, John was, uh, was nice enough to send us... Uh, to be clear, that's electronic audio experiments. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually wearing yeah. that shirt right now, as everybody oh, really? probably. Yeah, I, and I think, really like I think everybody has to drink, right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Yeah. Drink. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Um, and that that pedal's pretty pretty awesome. Um, and, and apparently has only gotten better since we had the proto. Yeah. So I I really dug the proto a lot, and um, I'm very excited for it to get better. And what does it do? I want too um so it's it's a it's a drive pedal okay um it's related to the preamp that's in the sending okay so he took the preamp that's in the sending and and kind of like put two of them into a pedal and then just tweaked the hell out of both of them are they like cascading yeah oh yeah interesting okay. and they're that's each dialed cool. in differently and one of them's germanium one of them silicon i believe at this point although that that's one of the things that keeps changing Interesting, um, and it, it's it's a it's a great pedal, and it runs on like you know boosted high voltage rails, and it's just got this like this kind of jumpy immediate distortion. Um, that it it like it sounds like a lot of different things from a lot of sort of classic grungy bands, but also can be like the sweetest little overdrive you ever heard. Ah, uh, so it goes. It it does sit down in the overdrive pocket and can go full blown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I, I think I'd care. Is that, is that two, uh, two foot switches or just, just one, just one, one. Does it have like a toggle or anything? Can you, can you, uh, do you have to be running, you have to be running both of them at the same time, yeah. right? So it's cast. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So there, I think there is now a toggle and may, and I think just one and not two. Although again, it's in development. So all of these things <laughs> right. keep changing. <laughs> So I believe it is now four knobs with a toggle. Okay. The last version I saw. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that thing's that thing's pretty sweet. I think he described it when he described it as I was already excited about it because I heard him talking about it, and he described it as um, Crazy Horse era Neil Young, but somehow <laughs> drives like the guitarist from Drives like Jehu. Yeah, drive like Jehu is in it. Oh wow! And I thought, well, yeah, that's, that's that like, sounds that's Carl's jam right there. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't know what I like else I want. Drive like Jehu is great. 
Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Saw the reunion. It was, it was great. <laughs> ah, love them. Uh, so up next is the uh, the champion Lucky Woozy. Number three. Woolly. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Woolly is the man. Uh, he's in Philly. Yeah, we love. Uh, we we love Woolly. He's he's a great dude. Um, Are there and, underpants on this pedal? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the, the skeleton may be wearing underpants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe not. Be wearing patty under that black robe. We should be receiving. I think he's sending out one for us to mess around with. Uh, it should be in the mail. Well, I will have already gotten it by now. By the time everybody's hearing this, look what came in the mail today, oh Todd. Amazing. You shall receive. <laughs> So what? Tell us about that pedal. What do you love about that? It's wild. There's a, there's, there's a lot to it. I, I had something else in that slot, and I thought, well, that's fun, but it's you <laughs> the know, it does everything that pedal does and more. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't even know what pedal you had in that slot, but I'm sure that's true. <laughs> I, it was a chorus pedal from a major brand. Oh. Yeah, and I thought, well, I could do better than that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know someone who's made something cooler than that. Yeah, and then I thought it, it just came to me yesterday. I was like, "Oh, the woozy! Why, duh, the woozy!" How it do you all. how do you use it? Uh, well, how I, do you woozy it? Yeah, well, I like it's kind of a chorusy tone. But I feel like there's like a yeah, and then there's like a sub octave. Yeah, yeah, there's a like kind of warpedness to it yeah. sometimes that. The it's, thing, the thing I love about it is like the way the way the repeats come at you in ways that like you can't predict and didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. and, and they're like they're they're like chopped and screwed and like all over the place and like the pitch is shifting and bending wildly during the repeat. It's just is it is it like a, a pedal that you would tap during a song and to engage or is it or is it like you have it on for the whole song uh, it, do you use it in conjunction like, with anything else i so like I, to be honest actually i've seen like bass players use it for like a whole song mm. but the way i would use it on guitar it would be like an effect for a particular moment gotcha uh, yeah i would definitely use it in that and that sort of way yeah too. gotcha cool uh, yeah yeah all right number four and number four would be the uh, the EAE the sending. Okay. Uh, so an- another one from Electronic, Electronic Audio. Audio Experiments. Drink, drink, yeah. drink. John Schneider. Sorry, we have <laughs> oh, to actually uh, say yeah, that. That's right. The name John <laughs> Schneider has yeah. to be uttered. Uh, tell us. Uh, okay, so sending has been uh, out for a, a bit. Um, <clears throat> we caught that at uh, uh, yeah. first time I played that was at uh, Winternam actually, and that was that okay. was cool. Um, that was on I can't remember whose table, but there were a lot of tables, so it wasn't <laughs> yeah. his. It wasn't his. That's why I'm okay. saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of whose it might have been on, but I don't. If it was closer to that time, I'd remember. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, so yeah, how do you, how do you, uh, typically like to use that? I feel like there's a lot of things that you can do with that, that, uh, that pedal. It's, a uh, there are a lot of knobs and options and I just think it's a really nice sounding, uh, delay and the, the preamp in it is really nice. It does something 
different than a lot of the like bucket brigade sort of style stuff you're going to hear, mm-hmm. uh, which I love those things. I have two different bucket brigade style delays um, and I love them, but this is something just a little bit different. Send makes better. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, I mean, if I had a huge board, I'd have, you know, more, but this is still on the floor. <laughs> if you I have four, I'd have two things on it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and some other stuff, you know, Actually, an Echoplex, why not? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I just, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty unique pedal. Uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hear from Matt. Okay. So this was, this was tough for me because I, I run a stereo setup most of the time. So I have parallel signal chains for a high amp and a bass amp in my like normal rig for our band. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of pedals on my board. <laughs> so trying to narrow it down to four, it was, was tough, but so, but number one though, is the electronic audio experiments, John Snyder, drink. Uh, everybody drank long sword. Oh yeah. Great pedal. Yeah, man. That's so a great the, pedal. I think I probably use it differently than everyone else does, though. Oh. Because the longsword is my always-on clean plus tone. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So I have the clipping disengaged, and I have the gain way down. Mm -hmm. And I'm just using it for, like, just a little bit of grit and a little bit of, like, just, you know, mid-boost. Just kind of a preamp. Yeah, I'm really using it as just, like, a slightly dirty preamp. Um. And I had, I actually had one of our own pedals, the Germ Warfare, in that slot for years. Like literally since I had one in my own, you know, that I owned. It was one of the earliest ones we made. Um, and the longsword knocked it off my board. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, now, and just, that's, just recently that's too, a, in the last few months. Did He came out with like a smaller version of that, didn't he? The, the dagger, yeah. Dagger, that's right. Yep. Yeah, and the dagger, the dagger is, it's, it's more, the, or it's, it's simultaneously more and less than just a simplified version because it, it's not running at a boosted rail. So the, the voltage inside the, the full longsword is much higher. And the, I believe the dagger just runs at the nine volts that the paddle power supply is supplying. I see. Can you explain just really quick? Yeah, uh, the, you, you, you like the um, uh, the boosted rail. Yeah, so the, it's the the power supply that you know the nine volt power supply that comes in the standard power supply for pedals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just nine volts DC inside the longsword. John has a a voltage booster that bumps that up to I don't actually remember what, but I would guess twenty four volts. So oh. you have a lot more headroom inside the pedal than you normally would without that, that voltage booster. Right. And so, so power supply voltage, uh, is sometimes called a voltage rail. And so it's a boosted rail inside. the Okay. Now, and, and you don't need, you can still use a, the nine volt with that. Yeah. Yeah. You just plug the regular nine volt in and the inside the pedal, it does all that magic and boosts it up to a much higher voltage. Well, that's why he's who he is. (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah all right Um, how about number two so number two is so so after that pedal on on both chains really uh after sort of the always on kind of preamp thing 
<clears throat> I have a big, heavy distortion fuzz sort of thing. And I think one of my favorite ones that I've come across recently is the Mask Audio Electronics Black Math. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it does that like super like not just bassy, but like, like powerful bass that like hits you in the guts and it like rolls and sustains with the bass without getting too chunky or choppy. Um, and it's, and I'm all about sustain and compression, at least with this band, mm-hmm. uh, with our band Booklegger. Like it's all about having, being able to play a chord and having it ring out as a big heavy chord for as long as I need it to. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually have a compressor on my board. I do that with the distortion and fuzz pedals that I have. Interesting. Okay. So, and so the black math does, does that super well. I mean, so, and Alec, I met Alec who runs uh, mask audio when he came through Philly, just kind of visiting. And we had, you know, like us and a bunch of the other builders around had like sort of a party in our band practice space and just kind of hung out and like played pedals and stuff. And that was the first time I got to try the black math. And it's just, it's so funny because our big heavy fuzz, the Oprich Nikki, is also sort of, they're both sort of inspired by the, the Russian muff and both its great aspects, the black Russian muff, the EHX pedal, both its great aspects and its limitations and trying to get around them. Right. Um, and so the black math is sort of a, a super extreme version of a Russian muff, you know, taking that sort of sound to the extreme, but then he's also got an op amp booster in, in front of it. So there's a, there's, you know, the, the three standard muff knobs and then a, a knob that is a, the gain on an op amp booster that slams the front end of that muff too. Well, you know what they say, three, mu- three knobs is never in a muff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what? I, when I saw the first time I saw that pedal, I was like, yes. And it was just because it looked like a black flag record cover. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Well, yeah, I, I've, I've only, I haven't played that in person. I've heard it. I, I talked to him a little bit. Um, it's when yeah. I saw that I, I said, Hey, I want to talk to this dude. And we had a great co- phone conversation. And I think, uh, you know, at some point in time he'll, he'll be on the show. He was talking about trying to come up with a few more things and not just, you know, saying here's my pedal, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, so yeah. He's released, he released a pedal called the No Period mm-hmm. recently, which is like, it's a super sort of old school, Devi Ever inspired, just noisy fuzz. Right. Um, that's really fun. And he's got, a, I know he's got a pedal called the Yes Period that's coming out. That's cool. Um, and then, and I, I don't know if he's serious, but he's been talking about doing a combined one that's called the Maybe. Maybe. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Never. Yes. I, I, I have. That's a, that's a great one to do. Why not? Yeah, sure. Sure. Because. <laughs> yeah. What about. I, I oh, a, man. I Send the royalties yeah. our way. I mean. All right. I made a joke at one point that was, uh, <laughs> I believe it was 11 yeses and a no, and it was called the hung jury. <laughs> that was oh, pretty man. Good. Uh, yeah, I have the Debbie Ever Torn's Peaker, and, uh, Man, that thing yeah. can make some noise. Goodness sakes. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so he, yeah. So he's got some stuff in the works for sure. I hope I didn't out anything he was trying to keep a secret. Yeah, he'll <laughs> probably appreciate it. What yeah. uh, what else do you have? <laughs> hope so. Um, so number three is also ascending. Oh, we didn't okay. compare notes ahead of time, I promise. We did not. <laughs> um, 
So again, as I mentioned, like I, I typically run a stereo board. So my delays and reverbs are usually stereo. Um, but I realized like with four on the floor, like I'm limited to sort of a single channel mm-hmm. and the sending is the best sounding delay I've ever heard bar none. And so like, I always kind of lamented that it wasn't stereo, <laughs> uh, but this gives me an opportunity to, to, you well, know, maybe he can work that out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Call it the sendings. Yes. Right. Yeah. The scent. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, so if it was stereo though, it would have been the hardwired DL8, which is the thing that lives on my board all the time. Mm. But it's I, not. But it's, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's definitely the sending. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, number four? All right. Number four is the RV7. So it's the hardwire reverb. Gotcha. Um, so both the DL8 and the RV7 also have the internally boosted voltage. Uh, so oh, I didn't know that they can, yeah. So they can handle my freaking ridiculous T60 with the series <laughs> pickups without clipping because a DD3 cannot, I can tell you from experience. Interesting. I, I clip the hell out of a DD3. Um, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> not a terrible idea actually. Um, yeah. So the, so the, the DL8 and the RV7 and, uh, which are both hardwire. And then I think for a while we're Digitech pedals, um, and now the Obscura and the Polara, I believe, all have internally boosted voltage. And the Obscura and the Polara, I'm pretty sure, basically rebranded RV7s and DL8s. Yeah, it seems to be. Um, and they have like a couple other features, but like the the basic guts. And I actually, ha- I have an Obscura, and it's also excellent. Mm. Um, and I, I keep toying with getting a getting a Polara as well. Um, and used RV7s are now more expensive than a Polara. Like now that now that that brand hardwired no longer exists and Digitech get gave up on those pedals, uh, people started finally realized that how good they were. Yeah, that that's uh, we've had another hardwired um, pedal on four on the floor somewhere. I can't remember where, but it, I it do remember it. listening to and hearing that. Yeah, at one point as well. But yeah, but yeah. They, they are really really good pedals. They really are. Yeah, um, and I and I'm. I don't. You mean quite. they're terrible and don't go looking for don't them. Don't look at. <laughs> right, right, don't yeah. go any of the used <laughs> sites to try to find them yeah, because they're really don't bad. Ever buy them? Yeah. <laughs> they buy break. Them. Be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sound awesome. Terrible. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you guys uh, sharing your four on the floors. That's yeah, uh, super fun. I mean, it's it's always interesting to hear, especially with the with the pedal builders, like what they're using yeah and, um, i mean yeah. i think that that is the true test i mean guitar players are pretty easy to please but i think pedal builders are probably <laughs> a lot more yeah sophisticated I, I'm, maybe I, maybe I don't know <laughs> except for these two my, i don't know about sophisticated i just didn't really yeah wow tony yeah i mean they are playing yeah. t6 for yeah. god's sakes yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> We're rewiring them as if the comp- like the wiring yeah, right. isn't complicated enough. Yeah, I, mean, I made it more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you need is is dueling electras with Ooh, the uh, with, with the, the, the pop-in carts. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Wow. Well, hey guys, uh, we have you on the show mostly to talk about some um, these delicious little pedals that you guys are making and to hear the backstory on how electro foods all got started. Um, just so everybody is aware. And maybe if you have the ability to go check them out, where can they find you on Instagram? 
Um, it is a Electrofoods dot pedals dot pedals on okay. Instagram. Perfect. Just Electrofood Facebook, and uh, and our website is Electrofoods dot space. Yes. It's yeah. tricky when you're trying to get all those under the same umbrella and yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't always work, no. Well, if you uh, out there who are still listening to us uh, want to go check out <laughs> what, what their pedals are like and uh, follow along with us, we encourage that. Uh, give them a follow on Instagram as well. Just and, not while you're driving. Too. Yes. Um, and uh, we're going to get into this now. Sure. Oh, and by the way, we've got a really tasty uh, would you rather towards the end. Just Ooh. saying. So stick around, everybody. Tasty. Yum. Um, wow. All right. So you've already kind of mentioned that you are have, have been pals for a long time. Why don't you yeah. uh, just give, throw a little color on that story for us? Yeah, sure. So uh, my roommate uh, was playing a show with his hardcore band they did a reunion show and it's like five years ago six six oh. six anniversary just passed. Oh, oh, yeah. you guys sound like a married couple <laughs> we, <are>. we, often, <laughs> we often sound like a married couple very much so <laughs> um but yeah so he was playing the show and um i went his band played uh we're hanging outside and um and i will pick up the story from here <laughs> so, <laughs> so great so uh carl's roommate i went i went to college with carl's roommate mm-hmm. um and so i knew that drake was had been living in philly and i had just moved to philly and i saw that he was playing this reunion show with his band and i'd never actually seen them play so i was like oh i gotta go to the show <clears throat> so I, I i go to the show i park i walk up and and carl's roommate is hanging outside smoking a cigarette and sees me having not seen me in several years at this point. And it's like, the hell are you doing here? And it's like, I came to see you. What do you think I'm doing here? Um, so, I, you know, I was like, went through the whole thing. Like, yeah, I just moved to Philly looking to start a band. And Drake asked me, what kind of band do you looking to start? And I said, I don't know, like low tuning, weird tuning, sludgy, weird time signatures. I don't know, something like that. And Drake looks at me and, and like sort of, you know, tilts his head and says, have you met my roommate, Carl? And I said, no. <laughs> so he walks me 20 feet over to like the railing of the building where the show's taking place and points at Carl and says, tell him what you just told me. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I repeated that and Carl's like, OK, that sounds cool. What kind of guitar do you play? And I was like, uh so this is I think this is the disputed moment. So this is the disputed moment. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, I play this weird PV guitar from the 80s that you've never heard of. I did not say you've never heard of it. There's no way I said that. Probably never heard of. <laughs> there was a lot of doubt. And I was like, I work, I, like, I'm into the old 80s stuff. I worked in a guitar, guitar store for years. Like, wh- what do you play? And, and I said, a PVT60, mostly through bass amps. And I said... Me too. Oh, I thought you said marry me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, almost. almost. And, you know, so like Carl said, me too. And I had this like five seconds. Like I never met this dude, never seen this dude in my life. I had this like five seconds of like, is this dude making fun of me right now? Like it was such yeah. a it was weird. It was so far from what I expected as a response to that statement. And then you said, 
wait a minute. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, I mean, pretty yeah. much. Like, we spent, <laughs> we spent the whole show talking. Yeah. And then, by, like, by the next day, we were, like, furiously texting, like, okay, let's hang out and play some music together. Like, I'll bring my amps over to your basement and, like, you know, this coming Saturday. That's So, cool. yeah. Yeah, it was almost immediate. Yeah. That's rad. I, that's yeah. a great story. Now, do you have the original hard shell plastic cases for the T60s? Yes, we do. Excellent. Awesome. Are the brown mm-hmm. ones or the brown ones or the black ones? Black ones. Black. Yeah. Uh, uh, brown on the inside. No, the original, the very first ones were brown. Brown okay. plastic with this yeah. really? really crappy foam. Yeah, I've heard stories about the foam, but I've never actually seen it. I didn't realize that the cases were a different color. Uh, Mine is slightly yeah. different than yours on the inside. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yours is all plastic. It's blow-molded plastic on the inside, too, isn't it? Well, the original ones were as well. Yeah. So so mine is blow-molded plastic on the outside, but has, like, velour on the inside. That's like, like mine. Bro- oh, that's a later one, then. Yeah. 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 I don't have a T60. So, I have a Fury base. An old one. Okay. 80, 81, I think. All right. Nice. Cool. Anyway, I can play the PV game, too. Yeah. Foundations. No, we have three. We have, oh, right. We have three. There's a five string, and I have yeah. two four strings. Yeah. I also have a T40. Nice. I have a yeah. Patriot. I used to have a <laughs> Patriot, and then I, I donated it for a good cause, which I, I don't regret, but I wistfully think about. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So now you're you're playing, you're doing some stuff, and you're yeah. you both realize, hey, we like weirdly complicated uh, uh, yes. guitar gear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Where does it go from there? All right. Well, so I'm going to back up a second because I sort of started building pedals before I'd met Carl, like essentially like within six months of before I moved to Philly. Oh. Um, but I hadn't like I'd made essentially one pedal and I made it out of necessity for the previous band. So I had like a tiny little bit of experience and I, you know, and I was I was just like I still felt like I had no idea what I was doing. And I was wading my way through it. And, I, you know, and the, the thing is, like, I didn't have like Carl knows all the things that guitarists and bassists know. And I started playing guitar when I was like 22. Mm. And I immediately started being in weird tunings and like playing in like super weird soundscapey bands. Like I, I just kind of missed all that and just kind of figured out the guitar on my own without any sort of outside input. So I didn't know the kinds of things that people use to make certain sounds in like sort of the traditional way. Like I missed all the like guitar tradition in terms of gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when I met Carl and we started talking, like there was a lot of, there was a lot of, Oh, do you know about this circuit? Do you know about this pedal, this kind of stuff? Um, and Carl had been long interested in uh, exploring the harmonic percolator. Yes. So Carl introduced me to that entire pedal. And I, I already knew Big Black and I already knew Shellac. I just didn't know anything about, and, you know, Steve Albini in general, and obviously, but I didn't know anything about the harmonic percolator. Yeah. So I had been thinking about trying to like build it. And there's a few different schematics online and whatever, but <laughs> there's I- an infinite number of schematics online. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all different. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which is very frustrating when you feel like you already don't know what you're doing. Well, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So there, you know, there's a lot of info out there and whatever. And, 
I kind of toyed with the idea of trying to figure it out myself, but like kind of wanted somebody who knew a little bit more than I did to, to help me put one together. Cause I, I'm a person who's been, you know, taking apart and modding every, you know, guitar I own pretty much. <laughs> I, I think I realized the other day, I was like, the only thing I haven't modded is my acoustic. And I was like, Nope. I put in new bridge pins and a new bridge pin. <laughs> it's like, you know, so like it can't even found a way to mod. I even found a way to mod that, you know? Yeah. Um, so you think like I do then, <laughs> you know, even vintage stuff. I'm like, if it's not good, if it's reversible or if it's like player grade, I want to play it. Like mm-hmm. I don't want on a wall. That's a waste. Yeah. This dude put a P90 in a Rickenbacker bass. Mm. Yeah. In a seventy-two, yeah, seventy-four. So. Yeah, I I made Sacrilege. a. I know, <laughs> and Tony's gonna be real upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made my own pick guard for it because I wanted to pull the, uh, the neck pickup back a little bit to get more under the fundamental. Yeah, it doesn't sit there, and I, what I didn't realize at the time is I wanted a P bass. Yeah, there, you're not gonna turn a Rickenbacker into a P bass. <laughs> maybe figure out a way. Yeah, else is nourished. Maybe, but um, yeah. you know, so I I did that and again though. But I, you know, I didn't mod the the old guard. I did it, and there's two tiny screw holes in it to put the P90 in. And after that, I pulled it up, you know, I pulled it apart and put it back together. And that yeah, was that. Like, oh, so, since, you so you didn't have to route the body then? Oh, no, right. I didn't route the body at all. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't going to do that. Not to that. I mean, yeah, he mods vintage gear in reversible ways for the most part. For the uh, most part. Good. Yeah. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> because I understand there's value to it. And if I want to sell it, then that's a good thing to be able to do, you know, Um so but if you I see a 72 Rick out there, pull the guard and check for the two screw holes from the yeah, P90. Right. Oh, I can tell you some other stuff to figure out. <laughs> I mean, someone had gone through it. It's a weird blue color, too. The, yeah, it was. And someone had gone through it and refin? wrote the notes. No, that was original. Wrote the notes of the strings on the uh, on the binding. Well, that's oh, what, of not, course. That's, that's what the, the binding's strings. for. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> of the notes on the E string, and I, but wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he sold it because the bass sounded like shit <laughs> I feel like, like tuned up a half step or something I don't know it was it was weird uh, there was a badass on it which was fine I didn't care about uh, that you know whatever Getty Lee Getty Lee yeah which you know I'm not a not a, not a huge rush fan, but I had a Getty, Getty Lee bass. Uh, bass too. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> the, what you just described was actually something that um, um, at least one of the earliest people that I know that was doing that was uh, Paul Seminen. Uh, oh yeah. Flash. He, yeah. That's how yeah. he learned how to play bass. He had to write right, the right, right. notes on the neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do it on some tape or something, kids. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's you can pull that off and, right. and wipe away the the glue. Right. Yeah, but, you know, tip. Hey, reversible. I have a I actually have a tip that I uh, um, uh, did where I put a I put a mark um, with just a just a marker uh, mm-hmm. a, on I think it's like the fifteenth fret on my E string because okay. I have to go I have to go from 
the like the the low low E all the way at the top of the headstock, and I zing down to that one in like nothing. And I got to know, I I need a visual. <laughs> where you head and familiar. and I was uh, showing. Uh, I did that on uh, on the uh, Telebastard that I have, <laughs> I mean, the Jazz Bastard, and Chase the Chase Gullet was working on it at the time. He was getting it all put put together and everything. He's like, "What's this?" And I said, "Oh, that's my mark, so that I." Cause when it's dark and everything, I just, I just, I need yeah, to know sure. where to go. Cause if I hit yeah. it wrong, the whole thing kaput. Sure. And sure. he's like, well, I gotta, I gotta, let's do this. So he got the, um, the, the copper foil that you put in for shielding, oh. which is like, it's like almost thinner than paper. Yeah. And yeah. he put that on it at, and this, there's just a little tab of it on the neck and it is perfect because i can see it it just it's sh- it shines me it's like hit me yeah, hit me. yeah. oh and, that's uh, perfect yeah my fingers i don't even feel it or anything it's really so there you go kids try that fun with shielding go. tape yeah <laughs> hey there's more than one way to yeah. bingo bingo you, i'm actually shielding tape i'm dealing with the sort of the opposite <laughs> of that problem which is i i have a so the, the guitar that i play the most at home when i'm not practicing with our band um is a is a weird Tysco sort of thing. I don't know that it's actually a Tysco. It's Tysco like um, that. I sort of I rebuilt and I got a I got a stainless steel laser cut pickguard for it, and I wired the pickups in series like I do. <clears throat> um, but it has no fret markers of any kind, oh. and it's kind of awful. I like I I sort of intended to add them, but I want to like do it in a nice way, and I so I keep not doing that because that's like. <laughs> that's more effort than I feel like putting mm. into it at any given time. Um, so I've just been dealing with a guitar that has no fret markers and it's, it's, it's Post challenging. Stamps. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, just get some really terrible ones and do that. Just put potions. In there. <laughs> so, all right. So you guys are banging that stuff out. Now, at what point do you really put your two heads together and say, hmm, let's do something here? Oh, we kind of like it was plugged away at it for a while. Yeah, we, we just, made a we made a lot of stuff before we were like, hey, let's make this a company. Because like it like this our band took a lot of finding gear to make it work right. Mm. So it's it's a three piece, or it's now a three piece. It started as a four piece, but it's now a three piece. But it was it was always like I was going to be playing guitar down tuned and heavy with a guitar amp and a bass amp, and the bassist is going to be playing bass down tuned and heavy with a bass amp and a guitar amp. And so it was like lots of like very heavy, very sludgy, full range things happening and getting all of the right gear lined up in terms of amps, cabs, pedals to make that sound right. Mm-hmm. Took us a couple of years, really, like of experimentation. And, and a part of that process and, blo- and, and blowing up amps. Yeah. <laughs> or just going deaf and going, hey, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it all sounds really good when you're deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so... So like a lot of that couple of years was making pedals specifically for the band to solve a specific sonic problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had essentially, you know, a near current spec pig pile 
um, an early version of the Eye of Ra and an early version of the Germ Warfare before we even considered a company. Well, that's cool. Well, that, that actually explains a lot about the pedals that you make, or at least I I feel like the ones that we have are pretty representative. We are in front of us just so we can have a conversation. We've got the rad sickness, um, which is the silicone version of the germ warfare. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um, and when I opened it up, I looked and the, the actually, the actual board says germ warfare. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got one of those. Oh, oh yeah. So they, they say germ slash rad now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, but then I figured out, I was like, oh, okay, well it's, it's the same board. It's just a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And there's a couple of, there's a couple of part changes and like, there's a couple of smaller tweaks in there to make that all work. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we got but yeah, but it's basically the same circuit, but silicon versus germanium. Mm-hmm. We have that one, and then we have we have the little pig. Yeah, the little oh, pig, which yeah. is the, our stripped down pig pile. Yeah. Yes. So what? I guess maybe I'll I'm going to call out what I think is maybe the most um, unique thing about these pedals in a what I'm assuming a, a relatively uniform manner, which is that they all have a great deal of EQ possibilities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, especially that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially the rad sickness. I mean, that's got, yeah. it, it, there's, there's, there's a very versatile pedal. This has got a lot that you can do. And when you're looking at it, it's just like level treble gain. All right. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't be too complicated. Oh, wait, uh, there's mid and that's boost or flat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also have a bass cut boost or flat. And mm-hmm. so that provides an awful lot of possibilities with that pedal. And then even yeah. something like the little pig, which is the little version of the pig pile also has quite a bit of, of uh tonal range in it. Huge, yeah. mm-hmm. huge amount. It's kind of like a, is that, is that sort of a take on the, on a range master or the, the little pig? Yeah. Or the germ. So the germ warfare actually came from, so I'll answer both questions. <laughs> the germ warfare came from somebody asking me to build him a range master. And I said, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I used it as an excuse to learn how to work with germanium transistors and then kind of an invent invented a circuit along the way to go with that. Um, and then almost immediately as we had one, we started using it with the band. Um, Cause it was, it was like the thing that I needed as a preamp that eventually got replaced by the long sword. Um, but the little pig is actually a harmonic percolator. Oh, or okay. It, it's, it's very, very loosely based on a harmonic percolator. Okay. And we amped it the hell up and then added a bunch of stuff on the front and back. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, the, I think the range tonal range thing is is very purposeful yeah because um, it like all like all of our pedals work equally on both my rig and the bassist rig in either the high or low side of the signal chain okay and so in order to make that happen and also because i have this you know this guitar with these ridiculously hot pickups that clip things that are supposed to be clean like i i have to design in the capability to sort of handle that and inherent in that, I think, to some extent, is probably the ability to just dial in a, a ridiculous wide range of tones. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, you, you talked a little bit about, um, I know we're stepping away from the pedals a little bit, but you That's talked fine. about the, uh, the amps, uh, that you're using guitar mm -hmm. amp and a bass amp. What, what, what did you guys, what did you settle on? So, uh, for right now, so it, it's, we're actually in the process of designing spec cabs and having a friend, having somebody we know build them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what I'm using right now is a, so the low side is a, uh, a 400 RB three, I think. Um, so Galleon Kruger bass amp. Oh, GK. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. GK. Okay. Sorry. Um, into a PV TVX 410. Okay. Which is a poor 410 bass cab, but I've, I've loaded it with Fital pros, which are, they're, they're tens. They're very flat frequency response like they have tons of lows but they also have a fair amount of highs okay so they they work great as speakers in a ported cab for a guitar if that makes sense okay mm, okay um <clears throat> and then on the high side so i have i have an old dirt cheap uh behringer 412 that is like super deep it's like bigger than any 412 guitar cab i've ever seen <laughs> Um, and I have it loaded with two Eminence Beta 12A2s, which are like a like a a pro audio like woofer speaker, mm -hmm. and then also two Legend V128s, which are like a fairly neutral sounding but guitar specific, like you know with a big mid peak sort of speaker, and that's wired for two ohms. And oh. the intent there was to run that on a PV Alpha Bass which is a six by six L six, uh, all tube head that then also has a solid state graphic EQ for some reason. Yeah. Um, it was a super weird, like late eighties PV base head. Oh, is that that whole series of the, like the super tubes? Like there was the, you mean the, the, what's the really, really big knobs. No, front? no, 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 they had, no. They, there was like the rock master and the, and I think the, the Alpha Base, I think, was one of them. And they actually even did some. Uh, they did some rack mount. Um, yeah, it's the rack mount. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the yes. Alpha Base is a rack mount tube pre, and six by six L six hundred and sixty watt tube power amp yep. in like one rack mount slot. But then they also have, or maybe two. It's I not a two. no. It's that's like a. It's easily two. I think not. it's two. Yeah, but then in a one rack mount slot, they have just the preamp. Yep. Well, all I can say is, if you make it big, good luck finding it at Guitar Tech. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we tend to be our own techs. We do that. Like, that, yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, so, uh, so and then the, the bass rig. Oh, well, you can, you can do the bass oh, rig. Oh, I guess that's I'll, that's I'll do the bass rig. I mean, I, I actually, actually come. All of this stuff band. is both of our stuff. So yeah. the Drake, the bassist, also Carl's roommate. So, yeah, the... The guy whose band we both also went to a see, great rap he, name. <laughs> he turned out to be the bassist in our band. Yeah, um, but I said he's not really a gear guy. So like, and Carl's the drummer. Carl and I own all of the gear for the band. Yeah, because uh, I just collect mountains of gear. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I do. So yeah, we. Um, so. What ended up being the the base rig is a a, a GK eight hundred RB, um, and then a, an acoustic three thirty. Oh God! Uh, yeah, I have <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> it's, it's it's a 
I love it's a, it's a great head till you have to work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't. Which we, which we have done. We we did. Yeah, multiple times. I, when I bought it, I bought it used, and it was an immaculate um, physical condition. Like it looked it's beautiful. So, yeah, or so it seemed. But it didn't turn on. <laughs> and the guy was like, "All you need to do is replace the power cord." Huh. I'm like, "Are you are you sure?" And he kind of talked down to me, like, "Listen, buddy, I've been at it longer than you've been alive." Sort of guy. I know stuff and. So we got it and we opened it up and, you know, took a multimeter to it and power cord's fine. Power cord's fine. (laughs) You've been hanging out with Jared. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a Jared move. Told me all I had to do was put a power cord on it. It needs a battery. (laughs) So, yeah. So it turns out, what was so it? It, it turns out there was a transistor, transistor in the power right? amp that essentially it's like it's a regular size transistor, but it's like the driver to power the big transistors in the power amp. Mm. Um, and One reading legs and re- so like analyzing. So we found the schematic. And we're like looking at the circuit. And we're trying to figure it out. And, you know, just measuring transistors all over the place, trying to figure out which one's busted. We found the broken one. Um, it did look a little Bernie as well. They'd let the smoke out. Yeah. Um, and the, so like looking at where it was in the circuit and how it was being used and then sort of figuring that out and then looking at the specs on the transistor, it was like right on the edge of even being capable for the th- job it was doing in the amp. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, okay, yeah, well, it makes sense why that one blew up. Right. So we replaced it. Yeah. Which played which, it. For a few weeks at practice. Yeah. And then it broke again. And it, it turned out, so we replaced it with a bigger transistor, like physically larger, um, that was actually capable of handling the job that it was meant to do. Uh, but it turns out that uh, because that larger transistor didn't fit as close to the board, it vibrated with a natural frequency of, I believe, the note B because it seemed to <laughs> cut in and out when Greg played his low B. Yeah. As oh it started God. to go. So, it so would, we, we literally vibrated the transistor and the traces attached to it off the PC board. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. You know, so that's really interesting. You said uh, with the note B, I have two guitars. If I hit, if I hit my, my, my B... Uh, yeah. there is something that makes a little buzz on my guitar. Yeah. Like a, yeah. it sounds like a loose part and I've, I've gone over it huh. extensively. I can't find <laughs> it, but it's only on the beat. Uh, if I hit any uh, other string, it doesn't make that. It doesn't nothing. Yeah. Well, so you only, found, found the natural frequency of some random part on that string. So weird. You know, you know, bees. Buzz. No, no, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so that's that is an incredibly amount of complex gear. I'm glad you guys found your way to righteousness with that. Um, uh, we found way to something. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so back, back to the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was kind yeah. of a, a slight detour, but I was uh, curious. Yeah, we can we can go on about yeah. this stuff forever. So yeah. feel free to bring on detours. All right. Yeah. Well, let, that's what we're doing. We're taking a left hand turn. We're going to head back to your pedals here. All right, that's okay. it. Yeah. Oh, you talking about pedals, right? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we we talked about the rad sickness and the little pig, um, and you also have um, a couple others that. Well, the the uh, brother to the rad sickness is the germ warfare, germ warfare. Yep. Yep. and and that is the germanium based mm-hmm. yep. pedal. And how would you how would you describe 
this pedal? Like, it, would you, what would you say it's modeled after? Um, because it's not fuzz. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a. I would say it's it's a. It's an. I would say it's an overdrive. Really, it's a booster. It's a booster to an overdrive. Like, first of all, it's very loud. Yes. <laughs> like but, the, but it's not i don't think it, you can get obnoxious but it's not inherently obnoxious and i think right it's no. it's one of those things um this is the same thing that we talked about with occult effects right is that mm-hmm. when you look at it <laughs> i just have to share this really quick yeah. <laughs> so we're at, we're at the the uh columbus guitar show and look, there's a lot of silver hairs at the at the guitar show. A lot of old fellas, you know, with their old guitar sure. collections and everything. Sure. And and a lot of young ones too. But um, it, Al's over here in his corner, and he's got his pedal set up. And then it looks like like a place he's going to sacrifice an armadillo or something with like right. jawbones and drippy candles and everything. <laughs> and he's standing there, it. and I was I like, it. uh. That's his first time at the show. I'm like, hey, I, you know, maybe that might be off-putting to some people. Maybe I'm not really sure. How about a, how about a drape over that part? Yeah. <laughs> because his pedals sound really good, and they don't. You don't have to be playing like Venom or something to right, to, right. to use his pedals. That's an old that's right. an old reference, but mm. um, you the, you uh, whenever you have something that is like really aggressive looking, at least in the graphics, you know, something like that when it says the rad sickness and it's got, a, you know, <laughs> a relatively aggressive um, graphic on the front. If that yeah, was, yeah. if that was a blank box, you'd be like, Whoa, this is you're, you're automatically, you're automatically loaded with, okay, this thing's going to make some, some pretty aggressive sound, yeah. but it doesn't have to like, right. if you don't want to use it that way. That's cool. You, it, it'll make all kinds of great sounds. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Like I think that's the thing with most of our stuff. You can, if you want to, just use it as a EQ shaper, or you know, or something yeah. like that, or like just like a a, a clean boost. You mm-hmm. can use the big as a clean boost if you want. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, or tone shaping thing if you yeah. want. It, it, but it I, I will, uh, to be honest, the little pig is a, probably the hardest one of all of our things to dial into the super clean. Yeah, that's true. Because because the controls are so limited. Yeah. Yeah, that's but like um, you know, like you, you can do that even like uh the Oprichniki, which is our you know, our take on Yeah, it it's got a blend knob. Off. If you turn that blend knob all the way down, that thing sounds great, clean. Yeah, yeah. and there's, yeah. there's um a little bit of soft clipping on the output. So it, it and it doesn't sound like clipping, it just sounds like a little bit of tube compression. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and I, I appreciate you guys put in the the notes about hey, you can run this before, if specifically like the rad sickness, which I, as I was talking, um, yeah. you know, earlier with Carl, I was mentioning that it it's it's kind of like um, a really solid overdrive with with a um, parametric EQ on it or something. And yeah. and I'm I'm probably technically way off course, but that's that's what I could uh, get myself to, you know, around and in just meaning some would call that tone shaping, tone shaping. Sure. With, (laughs) with, with the tone shaping, um, trim package. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that, but you mentioned that you, you know, Hey, put this in front of your signal or after, and it'll really give your signal some extra life. So I played that with, uh, I played it in front of, uh, the Pelotar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also played it with, um, what else did I, I, oh, I played it with the Avalanche Soda from Xander, which yeah, is okay. fantastic pedal. Go out and check that out, everybody. So it was really cool to be like, oh, wow, this sounds radically different with different pedals. I mean, kind of obviously, oh, yeah. but it also made those pedals sound radically different. Yeah. I think one of, one of my favorite things to do on our demo board is, so we have, we have the pedals laid out on our demo board in terms of, I would say, least disruptive to your signal to most disruptive. Mm-hmm. And so the... The germ warfare is first, being sort of the lowest gain thing that we have, and the Oprichniki is last, being the highest, most ridiculous thing that we have. Um, and like, if somebody's playing the Oprichniki, if you just bump on the germ warfare, it's like the Oprich is a different pedal mm-hmm. at that point, or or the Rad Sickness, either one. Um, yeah. it, and it's like you can pretty much do that with anything. It's like it gives it. It gives you three options, like that and another pedal give you three options instead of two. Yeah. Well, yeah, which... lots lots to be able to do with this. Um, and what do you, uh, what is your, I guess, maybe either your flagship pedal or, or the one that you hope that m- m- most people try? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. All Interesting question. <laughs> yeah. I will say that like, the, the germ is done. Like people seem people to love like the germ and the and the rad too. Yeah, I feel like that's one that, no matter what style someone's playing. Yeah, we and yeah, that's we've so handed we handed germs and rads to a ridiculously wide variety of people, yeah. and and they all find a way to use it and are excited about it. And yeah. That, yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't know that it gets any better than that from our perspective. Yeah, no, that's that's a pretty awesome thing. Yeah, well, sure. one thing I will add, and uh, we'll wrap our way out of here, but um, something that I did, which I didn't expect to like, I got to be honest, was I, <laughs> Fair I, enough. I just ran the Rad Sickness right into the Supro. Yeah, but yeah. I, okay. I, I made it as least disruptive as I could, hmm. but then started messing around with the EQ parts. And it was like, man, I got like four or five different amps out of that. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. So there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, pipe and smoke it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, dudes, yeah. we really appreciate you sharing your story oh. and everything. This has been a, a, a what they call a real hoot. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks for having us on. Been, yeah. Tons of fun. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a little bit more fun because Ooh. Tony. Yeah. Well, our buddy Jared's not here. Where is Jared? Jared, wake yeah. up. Wake up, Jared. And we have some Brandon Wound pickups and they're excellent. So Oh, well, that's yeah, great to know. That's in our uh the guitar we usually use to test our uh QAR pedals. Yes, yeah, so we oh, actually wow. use Brandon. Well, Jared's gonna love that. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Wound nineties he wound for me. So yeah, uh, those P nineties, man, I'm telling ooh. you. Yeah, I put a set in uh, uh, he made a set that fit under a uh, jazz master cover. Mm. Oh, that are just they sounded killer yeah so um, kudos to jared even though he's not miss you buddy um all right at this point in the show (laughs) we like to do a little segment called would you rather you're not even gonna try to to do his deal are you no okay all right (laughs) all right well we got a fun one well, this week's Would You Rather. 
Our good buddy Rick Sell. Rick Sell. At Pure Salem Guitars. Pure Salem Guitars. You you know them, you love them, you yeah. want them. And you hopefully you've heard the episode. It's fantastic. Go back and check out oh, the that Pure Salem episode. Oh, that is a great episode. one. I did enjoy oh, that really one. great. I enjoyed it. So he sent us a little note that said, uh, hey, I got a special deal going on right now uh, on bruisers, mm-hmm. which are like flying Vs, mm-hmm. and cherry bombs, mm-hmm. which are sort of like explorers. Yep. Is that better? And J Doe's, which are kind of like, uh, I guess you would call it like a, a Fender Maverick or a Fender Custom from the late 60s. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of what they looking. They, they, chopped, they, looking. they, they chopped up, uh, well, Fender chopped up uh, electric 12 bodies and yeah. uh, made them into these kind of oddly shaped guitars. Yeah. But anyhow, there was running a deal right now for 700 bucks. Yeah. This is, I mean, killer pre order on those things. Pre order. It's yeah. a pre order deal. Uh, go check it out. Pure Salem real. Guitars. We're not making this up. This is real. Go check his stuff out yeah. and get yourself one of those. But first, but, we've got a Would You Rather. So this week, week's Would You Rather. Um, I, I'm not I'm not going to make the J. Doe as part of this because I want one of those. Yes. So <laughs> you have a choice between two of them. The Bruiser. Yes. The Flying V. Yes. A.K.A. Flying V. Or the Cherry Bomb. Yes. A.K.A. Explorer. Yes. Uh, with the German car. Not to be confused with uh, trademarks, the Gibson Guitar Company. Yes. <laughs> um, and you can have any color you want, but like a Model T, it's got to be black. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you know and what? Let's, let's just take it up a notch, and we'll do the Todd Novak treatment with a black guitar with a gold glitter pick guardian. All right. I love it. So do it. those are your two choices. You got seven hundred bucks burning a hole in your pocket, and you want you're gonna do the Bruiser V or the Cherry Bomb Explorer. All right, let's go with Matt first. I think I gotta go Cherry Bomb. That's it is man. That guitar looks outstanding. I'm jelly over that. Are are you a fan of the of the Explorer type? I am. I I like some Explorers. I I especially like ones in like natural wood tones. I think those are just gorgeous. Because um, it like the Explorer is kind of an unnatural shape, and like if you pair it with a natural wood tone, it's kind of a nice juxtaposition. I think. Mm. Yeah, that's a nice. You can make a coffee yeah, table like a out of it too, or something. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say exactly. Karina. Yeah, yeah. But and like Karina's is black, so <laughs> play along, boys. <laughs> play, play the game. Yeah, all right, all right. Even if it's black, even if it's black. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I go Explorer, and like. You know, the flying V has the utility issue where it's hard to play sitting down. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, I'm hearing a tone from Carl. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about the flying V sitting down is you play it like a classical guitar. You, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> right between your right between your leg. Yeah. I, mean, I have trouble playing it mean, sitting you, down. You play it but opposite. <laughs> so you put your right leg up instead of your left. Yeah. Uh, to hold it in position. Uh, well, if you're right-handed, if you're left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate. Well, I know Pierre Dillon, he's, the, he's the lefty, right? Like that's oh, he. So that's he does the lefty guitars. Right, there you well, go. that's the beauty of a flying V. You can play it either way. Yeah, right-handed, left-handed. This is true. The, uh, uh, there the, are like, Jimmy playing one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so you're gonna go. So Matt's going with the Cherry Bomb. Yep. Okay. okay. And One then, cherry bomb. And then, Tony, what are you doing? 
I'm going to go with the cherry bomb as well because right. um, to me, when you, I mean, even though it looks unnatural, an explorer actually is a very comfortable guitar it to is play. Incredibly yeah. comfortable. That, to that play. Cut, sitting down or standing up. Yeah, the, the cut for your where your I forearm sits yes. is just perfect. It is. Um, and you know, V's, yeah, they do have their issues. Uh, I was going to mention that the, the, uh, the Dave Davies, uh, flying V, he used to play it, his arm between, right. between the points, yeah, which Weird. was kind of an interesting like way Johnny to play. Cash, if yeah. he played a V, did he do it the same way? Oh, well, that'd be cool. That's what we need. <laughs> Let's get a picture of Johnny yeah, Cash right? playing a V. <laughs> okay. So I'm going, I'm voting cherry bomb. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's see here. Carl, go for it. I'm going to have to go with Cherry Bomb, too. Uh, mostly for the reasons that uh, Tony just explained. We, <laughs> wow. um, I don't do a lot of playing electric guitar, stand, like sitting down. I, it's, I'm a stand-up sort of guy for that. It just I, feels I, right. I tend to write sitting down. I think yeah, that would be hilarious based on how you guys have described your band if you all had stools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, I mean, yeah. when, when practices go long, there are stools. What is funny out. though is a lot of the music for the band I described. Believe it or not, I wrote on an acoustic guitar. Wow, wow. interesting. Cool. That's yeah. cool. a very bizarre acoustic guitar. To, to be fair, it's a very well, bizarre. Naturally, there's no sound holes. Yeah, there's just no, yeah. there's F holes. Oh, there is our there are yeah. F holes. So I, I have this acoustic where the sound hole goes all the way through the guitar and has walls on the side, so it's effectively sealed off. And you can like see through it all the way to the back. Wow. Really? It's yeah. the most bizarre thing. You could grab the strings from the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But then there's F hole inside. Oh, all right. Like an top. What kind of guitar is it? It's a Lawson. Oh, I've like never an heard old, of them. Like an old Lawson? No. No, <laughs> oh, no okay. not an old one. <laughs> okay. Probably 90. I, yeah, I think it was somebody tried to start a guitar company in the 90s and then uh, it failed after a few years. And I found it in a used guitar shop in central Pennsylvania for like 150 bucks. And weird. it was the weirdest thing I've seen. And it, had, it has a really unique sound because of, I think, all of that weird structure. It's yeah. got kind of a mid peak. So you can, like, you can do stuff that sort of works on an electric guitar, but it's on an acoustic. Huh. It, it, it is our. It's got a nice translation. It really does. Things. Yeah. It, I'm gonna it's the to, weirdest I'm, thing. I'm going to have to look you for one of those. That sounds was, pretty cool. I was. I've. I've. So, like, when I bought it, I Googled it, and there was a website that was clearly in disrepair. <laughs> and I checked again a year later, and it was, it was gone. And I have never seen another one on the internet since. Wild. Wow. Well, that's cool. Keep it. Go to college yeah. someday. <laughs> How about you, Todd? So we've got three votes for a cherry bomb. No I know what, what you're I'm doing. doing. It sounds like for, it's going to be unanimous. I'm this going week. for the bruiser. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. And, and not only am I going for the bruiser, yeah. I want a butterfly pick guard. <laughs> you, you've been on this butterfly pick guard. And pick. I don't mean a butterfly shape. I just mean, you know. Twins. I mean, I want twin pick guards. Yes, and gl gold glitter. That looks so badass. Hi. Oh, well, right. I am I right? Am I right? Huh? Mm -hmm. huh? Huh? Little yeah. tonight for you. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Interesting. So, I was under the impression that Bruiser was not one of the options. No, oh, that, that's the J Doe is not is oh, not yes. an option. Oh, oh, sorry. The Which Bruiser is the flying V. Yeah, 
if we would have done that, I would have done. Yeah, I would have. I would have gone J Doe. Yeah, well, you can't because I'm getting them all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> Well, hey, the good news is you guys can each go get one for only seven hundred bucks. Yeah, and multiple, yeah. and he's got all kinds of colors beyond black. But as for us, for that's the what for we the chose. purpose of this yes. experiment, for the would you rather? Yeah. Yes. All right, uh, Tony. Yes. get us get us uh, moving on. All right, Todd. So at this point in the show, yes, uh, whether you like it or not, yes. I love this. You love this part. This, this is huge for us. We couldn't exist without this. Oh, you like the you like the premise of it, but you don't necessarily like my delivery of it. I accept your delivery of it. <laughs> Anyhow, this part of the show, we like to thank our executive producers. And you might be out there, first time listener, whatever, say, what the heck is an executive producer? Well, if you go to, over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, you'll find out. And there's various levels on ways that you can become a patron, a Patreon, if you will, mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. very podcast. And there's different levels, and you get some fun stuff at every level. And the biggest, bestest, strongest, fastest level is the executive producer. So in all, in addition to all the barefoot buttons and the stickers and the pics and the T-shirts and all of the other fun stuff, one of the biggest perks you get is, Todd? You get to have your name read on the thing. That's right. And that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to read... The, this 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 list is very impressive, and you know we appreciate all of our executive producers, but we also at every level at every level we produce we we produce we we appreciate mm-hmm. every level truly. But at this level, you get your name read on the thing, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Doug Gann, Tim Nowak, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Ty Harmon. Tyler Bray, John England, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lam, Rick Lenglou, Lenglou, Michael McVeigh, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Brad Partridge, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, Sean S. S. John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Brazen. Come on down. Hey, everybody, thank you so much. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and, and, uh, and uh, see what you can do. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. It helps um, keep the lights on. That's correct, Amundo. Hey, um, guys, where can people find you? Oh. At electrofoods.space. Uh, that's our website. That's our website. Awesome. Um, electrofoods.pedals on Instagram or electrofoods on Facebook, or you can go to our reverb shop, uh, which is reverb.com slash shop slash electrofoods. Great. Tony, where can people find you? Well, probably they could just go over to pickguardian.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to see what's going on, get some ballpark pricing on different things if you have something special you want to change out pickups you want to do whatever just hit give me an email i'll i'll, I'll get back to you quickly you as want possible to make an unnecessary addition to your pick guard like exactly. me exactly yeah like you say you want you know a butterfly pickup as todd would say 
uh, I can do that too. But uh, and then you can go over to Instagram and look at uh, Pick Guardian and the number one, and see some of the projects that I've been working on and different things. I post some some things of interest. Mm-hmm. Check it out. All right, and you can find Jared, our buddy, Jared. who's not here at BrandonWoundPickups.com. Yes, and uh, yeah, shoot him an email, Jared at BrandonWoundPickups.com, and you can find me. Uh, mostly hanging out on Instagram at guitar knobs. Send me a direct message. Uh, we would love to get your would you rathers out to everybody out there. Oh yeah, that and, helps. Yeah, those are great. And uh, also, if you just want to shoot an email over to Todd at the guitar knobs dot com, uh, we all we try to respond as much as possible. Go hang out on our group page on Facebook, Guitar Knobs, and. I think that's it. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for having us. It was a blast. Yeah, Yeah, and for making some great pedals. Please, everybody, go check out Electro Foods Unlimited Pedals. And in the meantime, have a great guitar week and subscribe! Yeah. I want to sing. I know. We all know. (laughs) Yummy, yummy in the tummy. Yeah. Stop shaking your head no at me, Todd. I'm sorry. That's beefaroni. Beefagetti, beefaroni, beefagetti. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.